This is Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review, speaking to Coach Ronald Huey of the University of Houston Women's Basketball Program. As promised, we said we're going to try to make this a regular event throughout the season. So, Coach, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Had a couple of practices and I was trying to adjust with some things and had a chance to get the day off and girls back in class get acclimated with being a regular student before we uh, start to hit the road a little bit. And you guys had uh, you, you uh, had a first-round WNIT game on Friday versus top 25 Texas A&M on the road. Uh, you came up a little short, but keeping up with the scores uh, while I was at the guys' game, seemed like you, the team played well. So overall, give me your overall thoughts of the performance from what I saw you got as close as five points and I don't know if it was late third quarter early fourth quarter but just your overall thoughts on how the team did yeah somewhere right around the seven minute mark six or seven minute mark in the fourth quarter we were down four and um from that moment we didn't do some things necessary to uh win the game or put ourselves in position to win the game had a a few mental errors, and um, and they took advantage of some uh, things that we didn't do well as, as well. But, you know, hats off to A&M. You know, they're a program that continues to exceed expectations. Um, they're a program that we continue to, to look at, um, you know, and, and doing rivalries. Uh, we love playing against them. You know, our, our kids got up for the moment. Um, and they thought, they, I won't say that they thought, but some thought that, you know, they would beat us by 40 and things like that. But, you know, throughout that game, it, it was a grudge match. And, and our kids refused to to, to uh, let in or give in. And um, I'm really extremely proud of them. I think if it wasn't for a few questionable calls, um, the game would have been closer. Did... Obviously, you're the head coach, but did your team's performance surprise you anything, or what did you learn from the team's performance versus the Aggies? Well, the, the thing that I thought we might struggle against was their zone, and just going in, I had some questions about that because in practice, we hadn't performed um, consistently well against our guys um, in practice against the zone. But A&M ended up playing zone, you know, 95% of the time, and we scored 65 points, so it gave me a really good feeling um, against zone that we're prepared and we're ready to attack it, and it doesn't, doesn't matter if teams play man or zone. We, we prefer man um, just because we have kids who really like to, to get after it man to man, and we feel like we can come out on the upper end against any team. Um, but now we're starting to get that feeling about zone. It was the one thing that I thought, that would kind of slow us down, but they surprised me with that. And what was the mood or the mindset of the players after the game? You know, for the first time in a long time, Chris, we shared the same feeling. And I've been trying to get this team to be as aggressive and emotionally and, you know, just connected to the program uh, like the coaches are. And now we have a group that's doing just that. When you walked in a room, you, you would have thought they were in a funeral. 
they were highly disappointed. There were, you know, some were crying and, and things like that. And so we talked about bottling that feeling and carrying it with us so we don't get to feel that feeling anymore. Okay. So after Friday and that mood of the, you know, the sting of the loss, how has practice been since that game? Um, one, I'm going to give you Dorian's branch quote. When we get to practice, we're going, we're going to be relentlessly focused, and that's where they've been. And, and I was, you know, it was like a proud father watching your child grow up. And it, it was it was really, really a, something as a staff. You don't have to warn people, you don't do this right, you don't have to get on the line. You don't have to tell this one, be quiet, the coach is talking. You, it, all those little things that irk a coach during practice are out the window now. It's like a complete focus of we have a job to do and we understand what we have to do and let's stay focused and get it done. And now this this Friday, going to uh, the consolation part of the WNIT bracket and facing uh, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, in New Orleans, in the in the New Orleans regional of the WNIT. What do you know about uh, that team? You know, a Milwaukee team that's really strong. It's a team that competed in the WNIT last year um, at the postseason. Uh, won over 20 games last year. Uh, really good team. They have a, a, a post player named Steph, um, 6'2". I think she had like 26 in that first game. But she's their go-to player. Uh, they're a team that's, that's really um, can shoot the basketball. They shot 28 threes their first game against Drake. Um, they have one young lady on the team. Her name is uh, Farley, number four, I think. Uh, she's shooting 57% from three. Um, they're going to they're going to um, guard us some man-to-man. They kind of deny some. Uh, and they also zone, a 1-1-3 zone, some 2-3 zone, um, and, and things like that. But overall, they're fundamentally sound teams that's tough, that understands how to win. Um, they have two freshman starters, um, uh, Michaela and Sydney. I'm sorry if I can't remember their last names right now. Uh, but those two young ladies uh, are freshmen, uh, playing the one and the two and coming in and, and getting significant minutes and starting. So uh, this team is really uh, can shoot the basketball fundamentally sound, um, read off each other well, uh, in a program that crawled their way from the, from the bottom, you know, four years ago. We won over 20 games last year, and, you know, it's going to be a, a tremendous fight for us. And I'm asking you this question because I'm not sure how, how it works, but how – do you and coaches obtain scouting, what is it, video, tape of opponents? How does that work? You know, Chris, it's, it's pretty it's pretty easy now. Um, but when we first started, when I first started 14, 15 years ago, you had to call other schools and they had to agree to send you a copy of the game. And you had to set exit and um, we were – take those and put two VCRs together and kind of take clips and record them on another VCR for what you want to show the team instead of showing the whole game. So that was the, the old school way of doing it. But now we just go to Synergy. 
everything is uploaded as soon as you as soon as the game is done, we can be able to watch their game. So you don't have to request or anything like that. Uh, it, it's right there. Uh, technology has, has really grown, as you know. And so we go to Synergy and we can watch their games. We, we used to couldn't watch conference games and couldn't get film on conference games because, you know, it's that agreement between teams in the conference. But now we can see every single game from every single team through Synergy. And uh, it's a valuable tool for us. So we're able to get film on, on everybody that's in the WNIT early, already have it cut up, uh, meaning, you know, have our personnel pulled out, how many clips we want to show our kids versus if they could drive right or if they could drive left, if they shoot the three, uh, how big, how small, how quick, how slow. Um, and also get their place there and what they like to do. And you see the tendencies, whether – like Milwaukee, who's a team that loves ball screen and they love to roll and ride their posts um, and, and things like that. So you can be able to get those things out. So uh, we had an opportunity to do that early. So we had a film on it. And once you look at the film and, and chop it up, do the coaches, are the coaches able to send it to the players like on, I don't know, tablets, whatever? Or how do you – make sure the players are able to view the information, view the footage. Yeah, we, we have, uh, uh, all of our young ladies have iPads and our coaches. Um, we use a system called Game Plan, and it's a system that allows us to do a scout here in our main film room and be able to uh, send it to each and every person uh, to their iPads. So we don't have to carry around a bunch of paper anymore. You don't have to make notebooks and copy the scouts and, put them in a notebook and carry them around, anything like that. They're just uploaded to the iPads, and our young ladies can go in and um, see all the game film. Um, they can touch the face of one of the players in the scouting report, and then their personnel video will show up. And, you know, so that technology has really uh, helped help us prepare, help us prepare for, for each and every opponent. But, yeah, through that, the coaches – um, does the scout. So this Milwaukee scout, uh, Coach Pikett did, and of course, uh, Coach Ganter did our Texas A&M scout. Um, so the coaches do the scouts and uh, kind of collaborate with me on different things we need to do to get prepared for them in practice. I do my own scout on every team just because I want to be able to pull out the things that I saw and collaborate with things that the assistants saw and we get on the same page from there. And since the WNIT is a tournament, you have an, another opponent, I think on Saturday, after the game against Milwaukee. Do y'all already plan to look at both of those teams in case you face either one of them? How does that work? Exactly. Uh, Coach Diller, Ty Diller has already did the New Orleans scouts, and Coach Ganter has started on the uh, Cal Northridge scouts, so... Uh, we'll collaborate on uh, Wednesday and Thursday practices um, from all of those games. So we'll take two or three different play sets and different things that they do offensively and defensively, excuse me, from each team and add them to our practice on Wednesday and Thursday since you don't have a day in between the practice for the winner of New Orleans and Cal Northridge. So we'll kind of be prepared for them. And our young ladies don't know that we're running sets from three different teams when we're in practice on Wednesday and Thursday. They just know that our principals 
to take care of whatever we need to take care of defensively and offensively. But the, the plan would change offensively because, um, say, for instance, Milwaukee, who their post players are, are really good. New Orleans, they have tremendous guards. And Northridge is kind of an inside-out team as well. So the game plan will change offensively. But they just know we have to have the plan down defensively first. Um, and offense usually takes care of itself. And then after that, after these two games this week, uh, where do you head? What, what does the team head next? We'll come back home for a couple of days of class, and then we'll head to play Boston College at their place. And, and is that before Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving? What, what date? That's on the 22nd, before Thanksgiving. So you and the team got uh, busy in the next few days on the, on the, on the calendar. Exactly. We, we won't get a chance to come back to after Thanksgiving. Uh, after we leave Boston, we uh, bust right on over to Amherst, which is about an hour, and uh, get prepared to play in a tournament there at UMass. Um, we'll play Liberty and Northeastern at that tournament, and we'll do Thanksgiving up there and, and things like that, and then we'll head back uh, on the 27th. So... When we leave here, you know, this is going to be a, a, a tremendous trip for us. We're going to play, you know, five games in, I think, 12 days. So we're really, we're got to have our legs up under us and our focus and our attention. We'll have some downtime in between, maybe a day here and a day there, of course, Thanksgiving, and I think another day in between as well. And during, while a team is, is on the road, this is a general question. Well, while the team is on the road, how do they? What do they have to make sure they get studies or tests done? What do they use for that? Yeah, with those same iPads, um, they also have assignments and things that they could uh, get done. They they always bring their books because we do study hall twice a day um, when we're on the road, just to make sure that they're not, um, you know taking a break from doing homework and those kind of things. But uh, the ones that where we have downtime and have class like at 3 o'clock, most of the time we're done. So those 3 and 4 o'clock and 5 o'clock people can Skype in the class. Uh, if they have the opportunity to have that, uh, they could be able to do that. And some could go back and watch a live broadcast um, of their class later on that evening. Um, but we have our academic uh, counselor Angel, who travels with us, um, who conducts all the study hall and helping them uh, talk their exams and things like that on the road. And uh, we're very, very uh, blessed to have her. About to wrap it up. Uh, this is this is very informative for me. So I hope the listeners appreciate it as well. During the season, as a coach, do you have? much time to look at teams, other conference members now, or you just focus on them like during the week as you, that they're on the schedule. So long, long story short, long question short. Do you, have you had a chance to look at how the other conference teams did this weekend? I haven't. My players usually, uh, keep me abreast of who's doing what. Dorian Branch called me last night. I was at uh, our signee Diamond Gladden game last night, watching her play when Dorian Branch uh, 
uh, called me and said, Rutgers and Temple is playing tonight, you know. So they're, they're watching those games and, and being able to keep us abreast because they're excited and things like that. But for coaching staff, we just try to stay focused from week to week, um, day to day for what we need to do instead of moving ahead. I think if you start to do that, you'll start to uh, start to, to kind of get your focus away from where it needs to be. Um, I think if our players can have a relentless focus right now, I think the coaches staff, uh, we need to be on the same board as that because that's what we preach with them and they finally got it. So we, we try to stay you know, abreast of, of doing exactly what we need to do when we need to do it. Um, just to tell you, like everybody was talking about the Ohio State-Louisville game and the 47 points from Asia Durr and all that. I didn't see any of that. I didn't get to see UConn. You know, up forty nine seventeen. You know, uh, just our players talk about it, text about it, things like that. You know, you see scores, and but no, we we don't get a chance to watch uh, many of those games because we have so many. I, I, each scout requires three to five different games that you're you're preparing your team for. So Coach Jamila and Coach Ty and Coach Piker are watching uh, three to five different games prepare for their scouts and they do it every third scout somebody's doing a different scout life of a coach in uh, <laughs> college basketball and i'm sure in other levels as well you know so that's good insight i appreciate that is there anything that you want to mention that we haven't discussed um just you know continue to we got to continue to have people you know december 3rd is coming around the corner right now um, that for that Texas Tech game, we, we want to be able to um, have everybody you know, feel a reno at TSU. Uh, like I said before, it's a great facility, and our men have uh, already experienced playing over there, and they have any problems. Uh, I had a few fans over there, but we need more. We need to generate more. We have our shuttle here on campus that can provide transportation over there and back. You don't have to worry about parking or anything. Um, and, and it's round the clock, you know. So if you want to leave that half, or we don't want you to, but it's it's a shuttle waiting for you to go back, you know. So it's convenient for you. We need we need our fans and our students and and you know everybody that's that's inbreded with the, the UH love and that blood that runs through your veins. We need you there. We need you there. And and folks, listeners can call. Uh the ticket office to, to buy tickets for that game against Texas Tech on December 3rd at, at H&P Arena. And I do encourage listeners to support the team. Um, you know, I know some folks say, Christian, you're in media, blah, 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 blah. It's not your job to do that. I'm not telling you who to root for. I'm just telling you, I'm encouraging you to support women basketball. That's what I'm doing. So if, if you are a fan of Texas Tech, your money still spends too. So just support women's basketball here in the city of Houston. Support U of H. Support if you want to see another team play. That's on you. But I'm specifically talking to the alums of U of H. So we need to support our own. So support U of H in as many sports and as many ways as you possibly can because if we don't do it, who else is going to do it? So Exactly. Let me step, I'll step off my soapbox and go ahead. You have it, Coach. Oh, no, I, I just want to, you know, reiterate the things that you're saying. And if you have any questions or concerns or anything, 
please email me uh, or, or anybody in my office, and we'll be able to um, just just get anything that you have, any differences of, of why you're not coming to games out. And let's talk about it, and let's move forward. Sounds good. Uh, good luck to you and the squad this Friday, and we'll stay in touch, and we'll work toward having an uh, another podcast in a few days, and we'll keep doing this throughout the season. Thank you for your time, Coach. Thank you so much, Chris, and I uh, really appreciate what you're doing for women's basketball at the University of Houston and Houston women's basketball. So cool. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye.